second episode of season two of keith and raven beyond the altar where today we are continuing our series of life after infidelity yes we're so thankful that you guys are involved and listening and engaging we absolutely love it um and we're just like i said so thankful today's topic we are going to be talking about forgiving yourself so on both ends um the one who cheated and the one who was cheated on there's forgiveness on both sides. Exactly. And that's something that I think is often forgotten um, within the process of trying to find healing in the relationship. Oftentimes, the person um, on either side really just thinks that, OK, I have to forgive the other people that were involved. Um, but really, it also takes that self forgiveness as well, because there's a lot of blame that's placed within your own heart on yourself, on your actions. And um, sometimes it can weigh on you way more than what what we should allow it to um and it and it hinders a lot of the growth that you really want to make right and so before we go deep into this topic i just wanted uh to be known that we are going to answer some questions towards the end of this episode giving our best biblical advice um and so yeah you can take it away all right perfect and so so as we were saying you know finding that self-forgiveness is a is a huge step and um, I think a lot of the times it is something that is forgotten because I think it's something that we just feel like we're going to get over. But um, I, I think that that's that's where our downfall is in most cases, because we're so passive about it that after a while it just gets swept under the rug and what gets swept under the rug and not cleaned up completely leaves some type of residue that the enemy will use to try and come back and kind of tug at your heart and tug at your emotions i should say to pull you down in moments where you know we really should have already risen above um, from your point of view within the within our situation what were some of the things that and the steps that you had to take in finding that self-forgiveness um you know with any type of blame and whatnot that you felt within your own heart i think for me i had to like um it really just took like embracing the like i've said this before many people have probably heard this on my instagram stories but um just embracing the fact that i'm not saying like embrace like you know like be proud of what you've done but acknowledge what i've done right and you know do kind of like a Mm self-analysis so to say um and just settle it within myself like okay this happened it took a long time for me to get to where I am today, but I'm thankful because, I mean, that battle on the inside, like, you really beat yourself up. And I, I know you went through the same thing. Like, it, it's it's a it's really a battle within, like, within your mind. Yeah, definitely. And it's, you know, within that battle, it's like, you know, some of the emotions that I know I felt during that time, it was... Um, even in moments where you're around family and friends, it's like a loneliness feeling because at the end of the day, you holding in a lot that only you know about. And, um, you know, it just feels like you're in a 
really dark place because of that being so heavy on you and weighing on you so much. Because even on my side of it, yes, although I had um, a whole bunch of emotions running through me, one of those emotions was blame of myself for the situation Mm -hmm. happening. And it was blaming myself for multiple different reasons. I blame myself for not seeing it. I blame myself for for um, allowing it to happen. I blame myself for leaving a door open. Like it was just a number of things that go through your head. And, you know, part of that healing process and part of that finding forgiveness that so many people have heard us speak on on our profiles and, and whatnot on social media, you know, mm-hmm. it they often quickly think, oh, like you just forgave your partner and you just forgave the person that that. Um, that they that they had the affair with, but they forget that there's a point where I had to find forgiveness for myself. And and to be to be all honest, the person that I am, my wife can attest to this. I'm very tough on myself. I expect a lot out of myself. And she also knows I'm not one to blame anybody else for anything. If there's something that that happens in most cases, I'm going to look at myself and I'm going to take some type of responsibility for where my side was on it and you know for me that was the tough part was um finding forgiveness in myself because looking in the mirror i felt like yo i expect better out of you i expect more out of you and so that was really like one of the longer parts of this whole healing process for me right and that honestly like i think it's just the both of us or we're both really hard on ourselves like um yeah. That condemnation, that self-condemnation really played on the both of us. Um, I think, too, for myself, I, 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 I don't even think I even looked at my body. That's how ashamed I felt. Like, that was just like a, I didn't, I couldn't understand how you were still attracted to me when I wasn't even, like, necessarily, like, attracted to myself. Not to say, like, I'm, like, conceited or anything. After everything happened and then to, like, feel somebody else you know, loving you at a certain level that you couldn't find love for yourself at that time. Like, yeah, no, I completely get that. The, the mindset that we have, we're very tough on each other. We expect, we expect a lot out of ourselves. And so, you know, in a moment to where you feel horrible about a decision that you made, you know, it is, it's tough to look at yourself. Right. And, um, you know, I think that, I think that goes right in line of, you know, like I was saying earlier and like how you were attesting to as well is it's a it's really easier than what people think to forgive other people outside of yourself. Most of the time you are your biggest critic, because at the end of the day, you're the best person who knows what you're thinking, how you're feeling, how you feel like you should have, um, you know, seen it before. And when you don't see it, you're also your biggest critic. You're you're going to be the toughest on yourself because. You know you better than everybody else. And you spend the most time with you. Exactly. That is, <laughs> it's easy to kind of forgive other people because you don't really have to be around them. Right. That is what is the hard part is like a lot of, or the it was the hard part. A lot of that time that I had with myself, I spent downing myself and just, hating myself and and i think and it was a it was a question that i got um you know that has really been coming up a lot which was like were you still having flashbacks 
And in all honesty, like when everything at first happened and it was still early on in our healing process, like, yes, I was having them, but it wasn't about like what a lot of people would think as far as like, oh, like you're thinking back on what was going on between us. No, I wasn't. It was more so like I'm looking back at myself like you dummy. How did you not see this? How did you not notice this? How did you let this slip? And it was like like it was it was many times that. You know, we spoke on it last episode. It took a long time for me to show emotion in front of my wife, but emotion behind closed doors with just me and God. Like it was many days and nights where tears were just flowing and it was because I felt I felt stupid. I felt like, okay, like like dog, like I you're you. Like you know what you expect out of yourself and I'm a person who's pretty I pay attention to to like finer details and things in most cases and I'm just like like yo, how are you so out of it? that you did not see this in your own relationship. I felt the same, except I didn't feel stupid. I just felt like evil, nasty, disgusted, mm-hmm. like worthless, just like. But you know, it took Kyler to really see, or you know, our, our son's name is Kyler, who we lost um, through stillbirth. But mm-hmm. it took Kyler to see that I could actually forgive myself and that was just in 2020 y'all after losing him i had found a way to be okay with myself like it was okay i it was okay that i wanted to be okay with myself that was okay yeah and i think like like if if you're a listener that's hearing this it's probably going to sound like like, wow, like it took that long or, or like, wow, like how would you really notice a difference? Like there's a huge weight that you will feel lifted off of you when you get to the point where you when you feel like you can forgive yourself. Like and I'm talking about it's it's different and it's it's so hard to describe the type of weight that you'll feel lifted off you. But it's it's like a like a newfound freedom that you have, because that's that's really a stronghold that a lot of people have that they don't even recognize that it's still holding on to them because it took us both years to realize how much we were, you know, still holding on to things against our own selves more than anybody else. And so it's like a lot of people will, will hear this. And I think you, you don't think that you're dealing with it because you probably still haven't dealt with it in whatever situation that you're dealing with to where you need to find forgiveness for yourself. But when you do and you look back on it and it's like, yo, like I need to stop holding this against myself. And you finally get to that point where you let it go. You'll see that weight that I'm talking about that's lifted off of you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, too, like that unforgiveness towards myself led me into a state of rebellion. Like I was very because I was angry with myself. I was angry with the world and angry with everybody, like just anybody it didn't matter who you were i could catch an attitude like at the snap Mm -hmm. of a finger um even even if you didn't deserve it even our arguments were different um due to the fact that i did not forgive myself and so that led into uh you know like really heated arguments no i told you like it it took years it took a long time and so like that was a that was a thing like too like i'm glad you brought that up because you are a different person when you don't forgive yourself like it's funny because it's not it's not funny necessarily 
but it's it's ironic to me like when i look at some of the comments and um it's like so many people are kind of like congratulating me i guess on the way that i handle myself but like it's like you weren't there like i I appreciate it but you got to see all the change that i had to make to get here this is not like this was not all the time me like i was i was very different before everything happened i was very different after everything happened from that mm-hmm. person prior and the the person that's here talking right now is completely different than those two that's like right. it's it's it was a a huge walk that we had Process. to take yeah. to yeah together and individually because you know that that situation and you know me not forgiving myself for what i felt i was blaming myself for led to me being angry like like, I remember we had many talks where you were saying, like, where did this anger come from? Because I was not like that before. I was quick to snap. Like, I was like I was I was at a different level of just like I'm not really hearing nothing too much from nobody. I I, I still was at that point where I only had two emotions. You either going to see me smiling or like I'm irate. Like it's yeah. it was a like a different level of angry, almost like a hatred. I ain't even gonna say almost. It it was like a hatred type anger that I would that I would lash out with. Yeah. So like, that's that's another thing that I think if you're not sure whether you have forgave yourself for something or not, look at the difference front of yourself before that situation happened up to at that point that you're at right now, or even any points in between, and check and see. Yeah, and even like during like your um, disputes or like. Not arguments, but like your disagreements, you'll really be able to tell whether not only have you forgiven yourself, but if you've forgiven your partner. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, in, in those moments, I think that's where like sometimes like the you're not thinking. So whatever emotion is there yeah. comes it's out. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like vomit. It's going to come up for sure. And I, and I think that's where. In those moments, I think it, it holds it holds both people back so much because being on either like receiving side of somebody's anger during an argument like that or anything, um, it makes you feel like they're coming at you. But sometimes we neglect the fact that there's a forgiving process they're trying to do within themselves. And it might be them speaking things and saying it out loud, but it's really what they feel against themselves during that time. Because I know for me, that was the truth. Like I in an argument, I may lash out and say something, but it was really emotions I was feeling towards myself. But those were the moments where I was getting it out. And it was largely because I didn't understand that those emotions, um, you know, that I was holding in that much in a sense. Right. It, I, I made it in my mind feel smaller than what it was. Can you tell us like how you stopped feeling guilty? Or feeling like, you know, it was all your fault. Right. Um, like for me, I, I, I was really. How can I say? So. Let me start from the beginning. When everything had first happened, I looked at every part of it as being like, like it was my fault because I didn't see it to be able to stop it. Like. I, I guess in a, in a sense, like I kind of call it like a superhero complex in a sense that where I feel like, oh, if I notice it soon enough, I can stop anything. 
And that's not always the case. And I had to get myself to that point to understand, like, you know, there was there was there's things as a human you're not going to see. I'm not God. You know, I'm not omnipresent. I can't I can't be there to stop everything. And the same way that I recognize my responsibility and and making a choice to say something or do something. I also had to recognize at certain points you had no involvement in certain decisions that were made. You had involvement in reactions and responses to certain things, and they weren't right at certain points, certain things that I said, certain things that I did. And I, I have to own up and take responsibility for that. But I also can't allow myself to take responsibility for something that I didn't do. You know, and that was where I really had to set myself down and say, like, you as much as you want to be, um, you know, like that, that leader so bad that you take on everything and you feel like you can fix everything. You got to understand there's certain things you can't fix. And that's OK, because it's not up to you to fix it. It's up to God. And you got to put yourself aside and allow God to be God and allow yourself to be to be a child of God. Stop trying to stop trying to be him. Stop trying to take on the responsibilities that he has. It's only one of him for a reason, because everybody else can't handle that. I think for me, like I had to. I literally came to terms with like, OK, my husband, you forgive me. Why can't I forgive myself? Mm-hmm. OK, so. Right. What is it? I, I'm obviously not seeing this person anymore. I am living a whole new life, like a completely different life. Even if I feel like I don't mm-hmm. deserve it, God feels like I do because he wouldn't have blessed me with this. Like, I have to be okay with wanting to be okay like like i i want to be okay right i want to be happy with myself i want to love myself again like that was something that you know and that's why i say like it really did take like losing kyler to see that like i wanted to be okay after losing our child and i i wanted to know that it was okay to be okay after losing a child and it was and literally that that was the biggest release that okay if i can be okay with losing our child then i can absolutely be okay and i'm my marriage is still together like i I, i'm okay with that like i'm good with that i'm happy i'm yeah i'm thankful i'm grateful like this is a blessing you know, I, I right. don't have to condemn myself anymore. I don't have to, you know, take on these evil thoughts that I'm like the worst person in the world because I'm I'm not. I I, I right. get it. I I take ownership, and now it's time to move on. Like this thing is taking up like space <laughs> in my life that right, I right. really don't have to have. God isn't condemning me. Why am I condemning myself? God doesn't hate me. Why do I hate myself? Exactly. You know, like, like you have to give yourself that permission because literally God's not going to force you. He's not going to be like, you need like, right, like no. forgive yourself. You have to forgive. No, he's not going to do that. If the ball is in your court, 
Yeah, he's going to be there for you. in your court. Yeah. And you are going to have to make the decision whether to shoot it or not. Like. Exactly. Yeah, and then, you know, I like what you said. Like, you had to be okay with that. And I, and I get that because I know from the perspective of, like, when you say that you had to be okay with, you know, us losing Kyler and, and you know, okay with just being able to move forward. Like, I know I know you mean by okay. Like, you mean, like, you had to find that peace yes. and understand that God was that peace for you. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, that's 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 true for, for everybody. That's what you have to find. Because God is the only constant that we have at all times. Like, it's never like he's never leaving you. He's never going to forsake you. So that's the one thing that you can count on that will always be, you know, consistent. You're going to be inconsistent with yourself. Yeah. Like, just point blank period. We're human. But God's consistency shows you, you know, the, the fruit of his love. And that is finding forgiveness is finding peace within a situation that you understand is out of your hands, but you know, it's still in God's hands. So, you know, it's still in the best hands possible. And so when you find that, that, that peace within God, it's like, okay, now, now I'm getting the feeling of like giving all my burdens and my cares and my worries over to you. Scriptural cast all your cares upon the Lord for he cares. Exactly. That's a care, you know, you not forgiving yourself. You, that's 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 a care like absolutely cast means to throw throw it onto him and you have to be okay with throwing it onto him and and you know letting him do the healing in your in your heart in your mind you know renewing your mind yeah because that's essentially what happens you know when you cast all your cares he then he's not gonna just leave you like blank he's gonna He's going to fix it like he's he's going to literally renew your mind and show you his love for you, um, you know, and why you should love yourself, why, you know, you should not think of yourself as this evil monster or this, you know, idiotic person. You know, he's going to show you why. So yep. you've got to let him. You got to be okay with letting God take over. Exactly. And once you once you can get to the point to where you take yourself out of that position of trying to be your own God in a sense, you you good. And like you explained that perfectly. That's exactly what we all have to find is is a is a way to cast those cares upon God and walk freely, knowing that He has them. Yeah. And too, like what really like also helped was um like just praying, like like crying out to God was a huge it's a huge thing, y'all. Like you think those tears are are they mean nothing, but they mean literally everything. Although he's not moved by our tears. He still, the Bible says that he still stores all of our tears in a bottle and he knows the meaning of each one, you know, that you crying out to him will like, he, he's going to bring healing. Yeah. Even if you and your spouse need to cry together, like, you know, and that, that is a conversation too, that you guys have to have, you know, talking about that 
because we did many times. We we talked about it. I would tell him like you know before uh, being intimate or after being intimate. I just feel like I just don't deserve you. I feel like I'm just evil. I don't. I feel nasty. I feel like I violated my own body. I violated you. Yeah, and it's it's important. And it's important for both sides to be like extremely present during those conversations and like to cut out all distractions. If y'all got to go on a walk, like, you know, if you if you live with family, if you if you have kids, find find time to where it's like, okay, I can sit down and be fully attentive right now and put aside any other distractions, because those are, you know, those are those emotional and, um, you know, mental, intimate moments that grow y'all so much closer more than anything else you know more than a physical side of it because now you're actually understanding where each side is coming from like that helped me out tremendously in understanding where my wife was coming from why she was feeling certain ways you know even even with us going through the healing process and it also allowed me to learn how to better love her because after the situation is done you're not the same you know, the, the relationship in yeah. a sense is, is different. And so you do have yeah. to, you have to record each other. You have to go through that dating phase again and relearn who the new people are after this. Because as we say, it's just, it, the, the unforgiveness of yourself alone changes you. So imagine everything else that goes into it that also has a part in changing um, the makeup of the new person that you, that you are in a sense. You know, um, I was just telling my husband that we unforgiveness, the word unforgiveness isn't even in the Bible. And it's actually um, actually stems from the word, I believe, rebellion. And then not only that, rebellion stems from bitterness or uh, sorry, not bitter. doesn't stem from bitterness, but rebellion and bitterness go hand in hand. And then so it is stubborn. But the Bible also states that um it states that uh, rebellion is as unto like witchcraft. It's like the same thing. And witchcraft, with witchcraft, they release word curses. Word curses is a part of witchcraft. That's what they do. And so what essentially what you're doing in your own mind is releasing word curses against yourself. And the Bible says that life and death lies within the power of our tongue. We've got to be careful with that. So what we want to do is we want to forgive ourselves so that we can release life, you know, and we can speak life out of our mouths and right. over our situations, over our, um, you know, over our, our marriage, you know, because yeah. you don't want to be thinking and, and living like thinking that you're a monster the whole time. Like, you don't you don't want to be right. doing that. You want to speak life even into yourself. Um Exactly. You want to tell those dry bones to come alive, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know that's that's one of the things that um you know within that that lack of self forgiveness, and that you know that that rebellion, that stubbornness, and and that bitterness, you are speaking things against yourself, even when you don't say it out loud. Like I can't tell you how many times, how many negative thoughts I had in my head about about myself and things that I would say. And, you know, it wasn't until I got to a point of recognizing that, like, yo, you you speaking this against yourself. Like, you making it, like, you making it easy for the devil. 
Like he ain't even got to do the work. Like you doing it for him. Yeah, and the Bible says, you know, don't give Satan a foothold. He's not supposed to. Don't open that door to him. Right. And that's the you essentially, you know, speaking word curses, which is death over yourself. You're giving him an open door to wreak havoc in your mind. Havoc in your mind. Right. But um, you want to go ahead and go into these questions? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. So one of the first questions is, um, my she said, my question is for you. Does your husband ever throw in your face or bring up that you were cheating on him jokingly or even during a serious conversation? How do I deal with the fact that my now husband has twins younger than our two due to our breakup before our marriage? He can't cut her off. One day he is going to want to be in his kid's life and have to be around her. So to answer the first part of that question, my husband does not do that anymore. Now, when we first like started healing and things like that, um, you absolutely did, right? Yeah. Like Yeah, and arguments, yeah. Like I I never yeah. joked about that. Like I mean, like being on the receiving end, I don't I don't think anybody would necessarily find that as a joking matter. Yeah, but, that was never a joke. He never used it as like a joke, but uh, he did bring it up in in arguments for sure. Yeah, for sure. And that um, was but, that was points where I was just, you know, that was me allowing that bitterness and that anger to come forward and just being immature, honestly. Like, you know, that was those were points where I wasn't showing the the proper love um even right. through a healing process. And then to answer her the last part of her question, how do I deal with the fact that my now husband has twins younger than our two due to our breakup before our marriage? He can't cut her off. One day he is going to want to be in his kids' lives and have to be around her. Right. Um, you want to answer this first, babe? Then I'll, I'll chime in. No, you can go ahead. Okay. So I think first and foremost is figuring out between you and your husband, like what are those boundaries that y'all are going to set and trust each other to uphold? You know, I know there's so many different opportunities and options for um, controlled communication between co-parents. Um, and early on, that might be the best way for you guys to do it until y'all figure out, you know, where that trust level is to, to be able to, um, I guess, uphold those boundaries, I should say, uh, you know, without, that being used or anything like that. So I think that's number one, because the hardest part is now that there are kids involved as a parent, especially since he already has kids, he's going to want to be around. He's going to want to have some type of involvement in his kids lives. And, you know, by creating those boundaries, y'all are able to create a healthy, you know, um, opportunity for him to do so while also making sure that, hey, we're not leaving any opportunities or doorways open for something to pop back up that shouldn't be there within our relationship. Okay. So the next question is, um, hi, I see where you touched on if they can be friends after infidelity, but if he had a child with the person, how do we reconcile that? I don't believe he should be friends or in touch with her. I feel they should timeshare via the court and if any communication via the parenting app. So no confusion, no temptation, no messiness, but I'm curious your thoughts. 
Um, I, I mean, I'm going to say something very similar to the previous person of just setting those guidelines and those and those. Uh, um, I'm trying to think what was the word I used before. Boundaries. Um, <laughs> those boundaries. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Um, setting up those boundaries so that way you guys both know where is that line that we do not cross. Uh, as as she said, like there are already options that it sounds like they looked into to make sure they have some type of controlled conversation of knowing that they have, uh, you know, only a co-parenting type of conversation when they do speak. And so it's not leaving the option for, you know, any flirting or, or anything to be even perceived as flirting through text or anything like that. Find an option that works best for you guys and pick that, choose that and. You know, I think I think one thing that I do want to touch on is that if you are the spouse that is uh, that is not the the person who stepped out and had a child, please still show that child love. Like at the end of the day, that child is not to blame for what the adults made the choice to do. So I just I, I also just want to add this in to make sure that you find love in your heart for that child because they are blameless in all this. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are going to let you guys go. (laughs) And we will be back with another episode. We're going to try to do every Friday. You know, please make sure you're commenting or sending us messages. And and guys, we want to once again thank everybody that has been sending in your questions, your feedback. And, and, you know, even just, you know, um, the simple messages of the thank yous that we've gotten you know i think a lot of times everybody wonders why we keep going with it and it's because so many people have actually been supporting so we once again just want to tell you guys thank you before we close this episode out and uh let you let you guys know how much we really appreciate it god bless you guys god bless you guys bye